Chief, mate, I appreciate your time. All good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's cool. Like, you know, you're helping, helping folks get a little bit better at, at fitness, you know, skills, nutrition, just trying to move around uh, the body a little bit. And I think, um, yeah, your approach is quite funky. I like it a lot. Funky. No one said that before. What made you choose funky? Well, it's different. It's quirky, you know. I like quirkiness. It's different. Quirky's good. I'll take you quirky. Know? It's like you've got your own lane and you're um, pathing out, uh, carving out a new path. You know, a lot of people go, oh, I'm a PT or I'm going to sell, you know, skinny tees or I'm going to go do this, that and the other, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Like, we, that's been done, man. You know, and it's like, and no, it's no, I'm going to add, and it's boring as shit. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> But that's that's just maybe that's just us, you know. Like yeah. we, you put a little bit of personality behind it, and I find that funky. Like I said, I find it's cool. It's real cool to see. What got you I into like it? Oh, what got me into it? Well, I'd kind of always wanted to be in the health space, and I did. So I did an undergrad in human physiology and marketing and management. And my thought was kind of like, oh, I'll be in the business side of health related stuff. Mm. And I was working a corporate job and I hated it. Like, oh, it was just, it was not for me. Like being at a desk all day, sitting down, wearing grown up clothes, like none of it was for me. <laughs> um, and it was... In the city, I was going to Liz Mills and I just ended up having a chat with one of the trainers there. He's he's still there. He's still a friend of mine, uh, Josh Nicholas. And I had, we'd seen each other a thousand and one times in the gym and um, kept making eye contact. You know how you do? You just those people that you see all the time. You kind of have yeah. that that moment across the room. Super and awkward, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm not staring, but I mean, I'm looking at you, but. Uh... but, but a little. <laughs> but a little. Yeah. A little staring. I'm not being weird. Um, no. And we uh, we ended up having a chat one day, and he was telling me what he what he does. Like he coaches mobility. He does, you know, he does this, he does that. He offers me a consult because he's trying to make a sale. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go. And um, I think that was the first time I had spent any time with a PT. And what he took me through in that session was so different to what I thought of a PT doing. Like in my mind, a PT was just something who, so a, a person who yells at people and makes them do burpees and goblet squats, you know, like that was the extent of my understanding yeah. of a coach. And, um, you know, even looking back at my gymnastic coaches from my youth, it was like, it was very one way was how to, how to do things. And uh, I think his, that one session just changed my mind. I was like, wow, this is, this is a thing. This is cool. Uh, so I hired him and worked with him for a few months and hated my job enough <laughs> that I signed up for PT school like wow. a couple months later um decided I was going to do it as a as a side hustle a few months into PT school it was it was no longer going to be a side hustle it was like a no I'm I'm ditching the corporate BS that I don't believe in and uh find a new way wow I, lo I love this umbrella of health well-being and fitness right because i see it as like the foundation of of i guess society you know we're, we're all bound to this this physical thing so we're probably gonna have to look after it but it, i find it quite ironic and quite funny at the same time it's it's usually the uh the renegades that work within it right it's either somebody that can't get into corporate in the first place that's that's myself or somebody that goes into corporate and thinks actually 
this really ain't fucking for me. I can't do this. And obviously, obviously that's yourself. And then you're like, well, let's go do this this weird thing where we get to go wear leggings and trackies to the gym. You know, we we work on sociable hours, but we can swear at work and and just get to help some folk and really get to get to know them and build connections, right? And it, it's quite funny how you might spend what first twenty six years of your life getting all these degrees and qualifications. You go sit in an office and you go do your thing, right? And then those ones that maybe drop out at 16, 18, find a bit of a weird, funky path. We'll use that word again. They're the ones that usually are, are holding down the fort of like, yeah, well, let's get off statins. Let's um, maybe work on some food. Maybe we move around a little bit more, guys. That's probably wise. Yeah. And I think... Um you know, looking at the friends who stayed in corporate or who chased those high-flying jobs, like, I'm so much happier. I have so much more freedom. Like, you know, we we, we both know there are downsides to this job, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, 100%. You know, we would, we'd be lying to ourselves and everybody else saying that we don't contemplate what it would be like on the other side. You know, everybody's like, is the grass greener? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's greener where you water it, right? You know, it's not necessarily going to be greener on the other side just because you get a salary or just because nine o'clock, five o'clock, go home. You know, usually you start turning to other things to, to get you through that. And, you know, whether that's advice or not, like it's, it's something that usually has a negative impact, you know, and then ask yourself the question when you're deep in that session with, you know, the, maybe the sixth person that you've seen today or, the sixth class that you've seen today, I was like, are you actually having fun? You look around, there's smiles on people's faces. It's like, I'm fucking tired, but yeah, man, this is cool as shit. It's good. It's really good. It lights you up, right? Like you might go home and be drained. However, you're just like, fuck, I was able to touch a hundred people's lives today. You know, five people's lives today. It doesn't matter about the number, but you're like, you've been able to impact people rather than like, oi, I need this fucking account on my my desk. You know, I need the numbers crunching. It's just like Chandler out of friends, right? Like you go to an office and you sit down, but nobody really knows what you do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at corporate anyway. I'm like, what the fuck do you guys do? The second someone says they're a consultant, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't no. get it. Uh, I mean, it's over my head, yeah, guys, but that's most things anyway. I'll stick to the barbells, you know? Well, um, yeah, yeah. And weightlifting is even better because we don't even have to put them down. Just True. <laughs> throw them drop, down. drop that bad boy, you know? <laughs> Just going to pick it up. So then how did you um, specialize into the, you know, a little bit of mobility, a little bit of gymnastics side and... Nutrition. What got what what lit that spark? Um, the mobility stuff was Josh. So that was kind of his space. He did a lot of do you know functional range conditioning, FRC? No, I don't. Okay, it's worth looking up. Um he I think still almost exclusively uses FRC for mobility coaching. And that was all new to me. So it's a it's a very specific way of training positions of your joints at end range to improve and extend mobility um so like the exposure to that was kind of what got me interested and I was like wow like there's a lot of uh I guess 
like there's a path here to help people who are weak and immobile and struggling or recovering from injury and stuff. And that was the thing that I was like, those are places where you can help someone's life that is more impactful than, like I said, burpees and goblet squats, you know? Um, so that was kind of where I started my PT business. Like I actually really focused in on the mobility stuff early on. Um, and <laughs> the, the better I get as a trainer, the more experience that I build, the less of the specific mobility stuff I do, because you find you can enhance mobility in so many other ways just by getting people to move better. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I guess I still coach mobility and there are some people who I'm like, oof, you still need a little bit more range for a handstand or a snatch or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I think like that was a cool place to start because it gave me the opportunity to play with it when I was at a Globo gym and people were just kind of like, they'll do whatever their trainer says and there's no real questions that, you know, like they're kind of just, they're a lot of people that are happy to pay someone to tell them what to do because they want to put money behind the effort of um of training as much as the result if you know what i mean mm. um, so like that was fantastic i got to learn lots of stuff by doing it in a globo gym and then after was it the second lockdown i don't know it was sometime late 2021 i can't remember my timelines yeah that sounds right um I had been doing a little bit of CrossFit. I sort of stumbled my way into CrossFit early 2021 um, and started doing some weightlifting with Richie Patterson here. Uh, and that kind of just got me a little bit more interested in CrossFit. I had been doing some casual gymnastics stuff for myself with my online coach and um, found like, wow, there's enough gymnastics and CrossFit. Like this could be a really fun thing to learn to coach. Um Got my CrossFit level one, started coaching at Functional after having been there as a as a as a weightlifter, I guess, for a, a few months and started rocking into it and just kind of fell in love with being able to do gymnastics again in a far more relaxed, far more fun capacity. And also like I think I was a bad gymnast. I I did gymnastics when I was a little kid and then I went back as a teenager. So I had this really big gap in my knowledge. And I think doing CrossFit, having to kind of reverse engineer those skills, learn them for myself in a very different capacity is what made me better at coaching because I think sometimes shitty athletes make good coaches because they have to think about it more. They have to break down the movements. They have to figure out the progressions to get there. And if you're too good at the thing and you're not good at doing that, you won't be as effective at coaching it because it takes that ability to break it down into its pieces, communicate that and empathize with the the person in front of you that it's not easy. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it, all of it was kind of accidental. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm loving leaning into the gymnastic stuff. It's It's been really fun. I think that's a really beautiful point, you know. I think uh, people that don't get it naturally, you know, aren't just this A-grade fucking athlete, you know, can just kind of turn their hand to anything. It's, it's going to be pretty stellar. You know, they they definitely can empathize with with more folk, right? You're just like, well, you know, maybe you're going to be feeling like this and maybe there's a psychological component. And sometimes we need to, like you said, reverse engineer. And I think that, again, is a stunning point. You know, that's the way we coach, right? It's like, yeah, whole part whole. Here's the whole movement. How do we partition it? How do we break it down? You know, we just go back to like skill PE, 
you know, trying to coach, like coaching one-on-one, isn't it? Like, it's not just like, okay, here's a snatch, right? What next, coach? Do it. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, like the, the paying you to break it down, you know? Yeah, introduce what it is. And then, all right, now we're going to focus on this. And it's so small. Forget everything else. You've seen what it is. Now you can forget about it. Now we're going to do this, you know? And then it's um, breadcrumbs to lead you to Hansel Gretton's house. Exactly. Mate, this Hopefully is cool. Hopefully with a better outcome. Hopefully with a better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you got some sweets in there. That's true. <laughs> That's the sports, sports nutrition side of things. Yeah. There's always, <laughs> always, uh, it's always a silver lining, you know? Yep. So why do you do what you do? I think I just love... I love the aha moment for people. Like, there's just something so good in facilitating the pathway to people, like, getting something and doing it for themselves. And I feel that with gymnastics every day, which is such a treat because people are like, oh, I felt that I felt, you know, my lats engage in that position or I felt how that was a more powerful kip or I felt, you know, like, yeah, I, can, I feel so much stronger in this thing. And then you also get it in nutrition. Like, I got a message from a client the other day that was like, I can't believe I'm the person who brings fruit in their handbag to work or to wherever they were going. I was like, yeah, but that's, you know, that's another form of an aha moment of like, yeah, I can do this thing. I can be this person and it's not that hard. Mm. Um, so it's the, it's the getting to watch that aha moment. It's getting to be part of it. And it's also the, like the problem solving piece of being able to look at someone and go like, okay, what are the barriers to you, you know, eating in a way that is more beneficial to you? What's actually getting in the way? How can we overcome that? Are you cognizant of this thing? Do we need to actually unpack where that comes from? And the the problem solving that that involves for both nutrition and breaking down movements for gymnastics or CrossFit or whatever. I find that fun. And I think that's the stuff that like is undervalued or that people don't always understand if they're not coaches. Is like, like, there is so much more little problem solving here there and everywhere than it looks like there is on the surface and it's fun it's it's little puzzles all the time you know you gotta be Sherlock Holmes right <laughs> way dumber but yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% <laughs> I, would, I would agree that's uh definitely the case for myself you know it's it's just like organic chess you know, but everybody's moving and constantly changing all the time. The pieces are changing all the time. You're like, what the fuck? The only thing I got is the board. Like, I don't know what's going to show up yet. You know, I keep saying, like, I love creating a lesson plan. And then somebody comes in literally two minutes before the class starts and says something and it just completely rips it up. And you're like, now you got 60 minutes, coach. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. And we're just like, ah. Uh, but I spent 45 minutes and it's down to the minute and it's beautifully timed. You're like, yeah, that's not life. Figure it out. Yep. And um, make it work. Yeah, it is fun, right? It's um challenging because it's how do you define it? How do you systemize it? You know, it's like, well, it's changing. There's certain things that you need to learn, but I think it's kind of a baptism by fire. You know, it's like get out on that floor, make sure nobody dies. Please make sure nobody picks up an injury or two. You know, the number of injuries that come into the room should be the same amount that goes out, if not less, but we're not magic. Certainly not magic. 
you know, sometimes you bullshit, but nothing's magic, right? And then that's it. Just kind of figure it out, fuck it up a little bit, and then learn from it and say something that's maybe inappropriate or use the wrong term or the wrong tone in your voice and you see the wince on somebody's face and you're like, ah, that didn't land. You know, okay, cool. Like I got to go back. I got to pretty much watch film, right? As we would do when we're playing sport. You go back, you watch film, whether it's your film or somebody else's, you do your drills, you put your reps in, you go back again. You know, game day again. We just get game day every single day. Absolutely. It's definitely fun. It's addictive, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. How do you manage the obsession, though? Oh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Ask my therapist. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I think I have spent a lot of this year trying to be better at the the work-life split thing. Um, I don't switch off particularly easy. I, you know, even when I am supposed to be in my personal life, I find my brain drifts toward work all the time. It is obsessive, and it's made more obsessive by the fact that we're running our own little business, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. your livelihood depends on the fact that you are a bit obsessive about it. Um, So I'm, I'm definitely not the the face of work-life balance i i wouldn't make an argument for that but i do think uh (laughs) how do i manage the obsession i don't know i think just finding ways that you step back and know where you really step back effectively like i know that if i go for a walk outside somewhere i will actually calm down i will actually separate myself from that thing getting out in the ocean like for me it's choosing the activities that allow me to do that more easily and making sure that i do them um not a chore but being like come on bitch like go do the personal time thing don't just keep working because it's easy um i don't know if that's managing the obsession but it's at least getting out of your head for an hour yeah and it's it's consciously making a decision you know and that's that's courageous you know with somebody that could be a workaholic or it could definitely just right this is what i'm gonna go do i'm gonna fucking bury my head in this sand and dig as far down as i can yeah man i've been there and in fact a lot of the time i still am you know and you know setting ground rules and certain barriers of like okay when it's on it's on okay if you flick that light switch on let it burn bright but you got to flick it back off you know and and give yourself those uh, boundaries rather than somebody else you know other people understand you know it's like oh you've left the office it's like yeah yeah they, they they get it but it's us who needs to get it. You and you, the conversation you got with yourself, right? And the reason why I ask that question with a lot of fellow coaches is I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, how do you manage that obsession? I don't know, man. Like I the more I coach, the more I get obsessed with it. And the least the less I coach, the more I miss it. It's just like, what the fuck do I do? You know, it's a rock and a hard place, you know. So I'd but I'd rather be like that than watching the clock and be like, when do I leave? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's it's not like it's specific to our field. I think there are people who become highly engaged for better or for worse in their job in any field. And I think we all have to find the ways that we manage it the best. And I think much the same way that we encourage our clients to do more of rather than less of, like eat more vegetables rather than eat less chocolate. You know, I think sometimes the 
going out of your way to do things that are good for you that force yeah. you to separate to dissociate can be a an easier strategy to implement than you know don't think about elephants sort of thing doesn't work that's um yeah that's a great point add yeah. in more stuff add in stuff you know go for a hike go for a surf go for a coffee with a friend like whatever your thing is um for me it's I require sunshine. I like I photosynthesize. I think, um, so it's got to be outside for me. But you're a plant. Those are, I'm, I'm basically a plant. Uh, <laughs> but th those are the times that I know I wind down. And my partner, it's different. You know, he likes to make music. He likes to play video games. Whatever. Like that's his dissociation, and that's how he focuses on a thing that's not work or that's not study. Um, so I'm not saying it has to be the same for everyone, but I think knowing knowing your thing is helpful. Yeah, finding your thing is definitely powerful as well, right? Like, and being okay with whatever it is. You know, you you, yeah. you hear a lot of people bastardize, like uh, I don't know, maybe being introverted and disappearing, or watching Netflix, or playing video games, or writing, or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, but if this is legitimately how you're filling back up that that cup. To do that yeah. thing to the cows come home, mate. Yeah. Even if your thing is dumb, even if it's watching dog videos on TikTok, like whatever, if it actually relaxes you and actually makes you happy, mm. do it. You know what I've been getting into recently? I've been watching knife I've been watching knife making videos on YouTube. Knife making? Yeah, like you know, like blades. Yeah. And I've made like a home home forge in the garage or something. And they've just like a little time lapse. Dude, I can't stop watching them. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know why, but this is so fucking satisfying. And I'm like, I want to do it. I want to make a knife. Why not? Why not? I think the, those algorithms are set up to like glue us to something like that, you know? It's scary, right? You know, yeah. it's definitely scary when you're thinking about things and you don't even say it but you've just been thinking about it for a couple of days and the next thing you know, it comes up as a, like a recommended video or a recommended holiday or something. You're like, wait, hold on a minute. Somebody in my brain. Love... Yeah, it is. But that's why I like nature. Get out to nature. No technology can get you. No cell service. In fact, don't even take your bloody phone. You know, you're going to be all right. And if you're not all right, well, then you're not all right. Then it's too late. Yeah, whatever. It's okay. There's enough of us. So if one of us goes missing, you'll be okay, guys. You know, just go sit on the beach without your phone. You know, go for a walk without it. It's, it is scary and concerning how much anxiety we get when we don't have this thing close to us. Yeah. So we don't, we don't need to be that connected to everything all the time. We don't even need to be that connected to the people that we see most of the time, you know, our family and maybe a significant other or whatever. We don't, we don't need to be at an arm's distance from them all the time, you know, have something to talk about. I don't need to flick them a text and be like, Oh, I just made a coffee. So like, yeah, they don't need to know, you know, go live your fucking life. Yeah. Well, and as like the other thing is being able to engage with that person when you're actually with them, you know, mm -hmm everyone's always half and half right i'm on a phone over here and half having a conversation and the next thing you know oh what were you saying no talk to somebody let's start like this you know because you actually get to have a conversation with somebody talk shit 
And then when it's done, it's done. Enjoy your day. Crack on. Like flick us a message whenever you want. Doors always open. But it's like we're 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 engaged. We're talking with with one person, you know, or maybe two people, or whatever. But we're talking with with somebody, and it's not multitasking. Sure. Strange, right? I got three questions. Go for it. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Uh, probably something that my partner says to me all the time. <laughs> Apparently, I need this advice quite often. That's a good partner. Then. He's a great partner, um, which is, he always says, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And that's the anti-perfectionism you know make sure you can finish the thing instead of trying to continue tweaking you know give it the the 80 that it deserves because to get it to 90 is double the time and i think it's so easy when you're representing yourself and putting products out that you want to believe in you can tweak forever and you can not launch the thing or you can not put up the video or you know it's oh it's not ready yet it's not perfect yet it's not whatever and he will often turn to me and be like really do, do you need to invest this much time into this thing and uh he's he's very good at problem definition which is something i struggle with and so he'll be you know i'll be complaining to him and, and he'll kind of ask a few questions he'll go you're not complaining about this you're complaining about this and we can solve this if you stop worrying about making all these other five things how you want them to be make them good enough and find like minimum viable product put it out improve it over time that's a great piece of advice he's a very smart man don't let perfect be the enemy of good mm. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna stay with me for a while. I hope so. I don't. It's not his quote, I don't think, but I don't know where he got it. So, credit to someone. Listen, like if you if you're remembering it and it's that potent in your in your mind, and you're able to pass it on to somebody else, that's that's beautiful. Mm, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. I like that a lot, my man. What's the worst piece of life advice you ever received? Anything that the Sigma Grindset community puts out. <laughs> You've seen those guys, eh? Rise and Grind. Uh, 5 a.m. club or something. Bro. Yeah, that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, no, It's so boring. <laughs> like, I just think, like, it's all these rules, you know, it's like the, the guys that are like, Jordan Peterson, 12 rules of life. Like, like oh, God, like, yeah, make your bed if it makes you happy. Like, meditate for an hour if it makes you... Like, whatever. But I just think, like, everyone's going to find their way of doing things. It's going to be different. We all have different brains. Um, Whatever. Like, find your thing. Make it work for you. Stop trying to, like, hack someone else's morning routine and see if a cold bath is the reason you get up in the morning. Like, find what gets you up. Not Jordan yeah. Peterson or something else. Like... Come on. Yeah, I think people are just trying to grasp at a, at an easy option, right? It's just oh, yeah, what, the, what's the, the secret? Magic pill. Yeah, yeah. tell me the secret. I'll I'll do that. And you're like the hard yards. That's the secret, bro. You know, if yeah. it works for you, it works for you. Do it. Do it. Fucking till the cows come home. Keep doing it. You know, because it's good for you. But if it doesn't, then probably don't do it. 
you know, <laughs> life isn't complicated. It's just hard. You don't have to borrow everyone else's formula for success. You have to write your own. 100%, you know, the other one is going to do the walking. Yeah. Last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Have more fun. Mm. I, uh, like, I have a, I, I know I talk about this sometimes on social, so I don't know how much you're across it, but, like, I, a lot of my life was devoted to eating disorder earlier in my, like, late teens, early 20s. I fucking put way too much work in at uni for the outcomes that I got. Like, I was, you know, I was a an A-minus student, but I worked twice the time that the other people did to get those A-minuses. Like, I have ADHD I'm like medium smart, not smart, smart. <laughs> like, you know, it was just, it was one of those things that I look back on my time at uni in my later years of high school, even like my early years of my PT career. And every single time I'm just like, fuck, have more fun, bro. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. enjoy your life. Stop trying so hard. Um, and I don't regret those things. You know, like I'm, I'm very happy with where I am now. But I think the older I get, the more I'm like, well, there's only one life, blah, blah, blah. Like actually being more prison in the moment, choosing to have the coffee with a friend, go for a walk in the sun because it's sunny. Like do the thing that you're going to enjoy now, recognizing that stuff will get done if you're motivated enough and you care. And sometimes choosing yourself over the thing is uh, is actually the right call. Yeah, I agree. You know, you've proven to yourself that you're a hard worker. So you know you can get it, you can get it done. It's gonna get done. You know, getting it done now or in 12 hours time is probably gonna not gonna be much difference. Yeah, if there's a deadline, if you really need to get that those things accomplished, then crack on. You know, sometimes you do have to put your head down and get things done. But that's not always the answer, you know. Pressing A on a multiple choice button. You know, all the time on a test, not going to be the right answer all the time. You know, it is, it is a answer. And a lot of the time it is right, but it's not going to be the right one all the time. So just cracking on, head down, everybody comes second, you working hard, being tunnel vision. I think it's really noble. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's necessary, but it's definitely not necessary all the time. And you have to be able yeah. to set your own boundaries, right? And look yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, Maybe my social life is deteriorating because of this. Maybe my relationship is deteriorating because of this. Or myself, right? We're the fucking world's worst of, you look at yourself, we're in the health and fitness field. You're like, well, I've got a runny nose, you know, for the fourth day running. You know, my nutrition's been up the fucking, up the wall. I've not trained. You're like, what's going on here, dude? Because you want more productivity? You know, progress is not perfect uh, productivity. Yeah. Dude. And I think that the have more fun goes hand in hand with the don't let perfect be the enemy of good. It's it's both. Agreed. Agreed. Mate, this has been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time. Hey, great to meet you. Appreciate right. it. Let's throw down sometime. Throw a barbell or something. Yeah, Or maybe do a burpee. Yeah, we'll do like a seven minute arm wrap or something. <laughs> Maybe some uh, incline walking on a treadmill, 
you know, perfect. Pink Embrace dumbbells. That lifestyle. <laughs> Let's go do calves, bro. Yeah, dreamy. Yeah, whatever. But mate, whenever I get over the bridge, I'll let you know. Sounds good, man. Right. See you soon. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day. You too. All right, mate. Bye, everybody.